Hey guys, this is Brett Young, Taylor Young, and Rod Erb, and you're tuned in to the Be Extraordinary Podcast with Urban Young. Real conversations about business, leadership, and personal development. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Be Extraordinary Podcast. I have my man Rod Erb and my brother Taylor Young with me today. It's just the three of us ripping. And today we get to talk about something that is a big deal inside of our walls, and I hope it is a big deal inside of yours, which is burnout. Whether you, uh, whether you are, are, are charged with leading a team or you play on a team, especially right now, I feel like burnout is one of those things that is a real threat, and it is a real thing. Uh, when you're pushing hard, uh, the, there are secondary consequences to this stuff and being aware of what that is or being aware of that burnout and where that line is for different people is a huge huge thing that we talk about all the time i mean we want to be able to push ourselves hard because that's how we create growth but also making sure that we take time to refresh take time to reset and then more importantly making sure that we have a good pulse on the team from a macro standpoint is super super important when you're trying to be an effective uh, leader. So today I wanted to share uh, the summer bash that we just did, which is uh, every six months um, we have a culture event. It's one of our culture events that we do where we get away off site on a work day and we shut off Wait, the phones. What? That's right. We Wait, sh- on a work day? You <laughs> close the office? That's right. We <laughs> shut off the phones and we give our team the opportunity to reset and to be together and to connect families are there and uh it's a big culture um it's a big culture deal for us but also it's a strategic thing from a business standpoint to make sure um that we're giving uh some tools uh to achievers in essence you know we're looking to recruit develop and retain uh, achievers but a condition of achievers means sometimes they push it and they redline it so knowing where someone's pushing and how someone's pushing and be able to equip backstops and tools in place has been a very strategic thing that we have done uh, from the beginning. And I know a lot of people do that. And I, so I wanted to kind of get you guys' insight today about the event that we just had, uh, what happened, why it's important, and kind of maybe some philosophies that you would share on why we do it. You know, I think, I think about the platform of personal development. And I think to myself, you know, it's something that we don't, if anything, we stay on it. We, we, we lean on it hard, right? And I think about the movie Miracle. In the movie Miracle, Herb Brooks has the team take a test. And he says, I took a test so that I could know how hard to push them. And I, that resonates with me when we start talking about burnout, right? It's like, we, we, I think we have a pretty good beat on our team. I know our, our leaders have a good beat on their team, probably a better lead beat than we do. But knowing your team and knowing how hard you can push them before you get to that burnout, and then knowing that you've got an outlet for when that burnout creeps in, because it always does, to me is, is uh, I, think that's a, I think that's a cheat code. I think that's a cheat code. Yeah. And I think having it on the calendar and you mentioned like having something to look forward to and having an outlet to, to channel uh, and have conversations, just kind of let, let your hair down is magical for me. I mean, I think we got in two weeks before this year's summer bash and I'm like, man, like if we didn't have this on the books, like we'd have to get some on the books quick because there's just a pulse within the office, within the industry. You're going through tough, tough problems over and over and over again where we're doing some things really, really well, but you just had that feeling that you needed an, an event. So I, I also think of it from a cost perspective. I'll never forget um, somebody I you know trust and respect just said, hey, you know, after the Great Recession, 
you know, a lot of these companies that did culture events or, or did, you know, hotels and events for their team, like they, they removed that and then they never added it back. And I always heard that. And I say, look, I get why companies do that. Um, but I think that those events were probably for a different reason. I look at it a different way, right? That event helps you, you know, build culture, retain staff, have people be able to reset, do more with less, like all these practical things that the magic of a culture of an events culture of having something to promote to really helps with. So I come back to that. I'm super proud of that. The event couldn't have gone better. And I, I, I was refreshed that next Monday to go back to war. Yeah, I think there's a um, there's just this like invisible cadence that feels healthy to me. Right. Like there's this there's this reset, then there's this push, then there's this challenge, then there's this grit, and then you get to the top and you're almost ready to throw in the towel, and then boom, you get this this magic. You need this refill, right? Um, and I feel like I need that with my own. I, I don't think that's a business thing. I think yeah. it's just a, a cadence in the law of rhythm in life. And I know for us, uh, just you know, some people say like, I don't know if you guys get this all the time, but like, I can't believe you guys are so culture driven. You do all these things. It's so nice of you. And I think you're so confused. Yeah. Right. Like totally. You, you're so confused to think that the reason that we do culture is because we're nice people. Yeah. Like, okay, great. Appreciate that. I don't think I'm a, not a nice, not a nice person, but it kind of frustrates me that people think that culture is this, 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 this like cherry on top gift to your staff it is a strategic business uh uh tool that allows for performance way beyond if you just redline people right like like we all need something to believe in something some mission some reason why some connection to something bigger than ourselves like there's this there's this deep magic that exists when you implement this stuff because we're all just we're all, we all have cadence. We all abide by the laws of nature and the law of rhythm. And, and knowing when to give that and stop and reset and connect and say, okay, what are we fighting for? Like, why is this worth it? Yep. Like, why am I going to push this hard? And when you can reinstall that program, someone goes, oh, man, that makes total sense. I forget. I forgot. I forgot the big picture. I forgot what this was, you know? Cool. Let's go back to battle, like you said. And I think that cadence is important um, because you don't, like to Taylor, to your point, like if we would have thought, hey, the team really needs to get away, it would have been too late. Yeah. It would have been too late. You can't just put these in together in weeks. I mean, trying to move 50, 60 people all to a destination on a work day and and do it effectively. Hats off to Amanda for planning for two months. And you miss out on what's sometimes the best part about a vacation. It's the anticipation and looking forward to the vacation, Great point. right? And then it's the reflection of the vacation. A lot of times for me, the actual vacation time is awesome, but it's typically not the best part for me. So you would lose that part of it without planning. So that's a huge That's a huge part. We've got cadence, planning, but also the anticipation. You, you know, Rod always talked about, you get so, you get, you're getting value out of the event two, three months before the event, right? right? Yep. Because people are pushing to a finish line. We, we did a workout this morning and he's saying, hey, go through the finish line, right? Yep. Five, That's four, right. go through the finish line, right? Like, I know a lot, a lot of times I want to stop at five seconds because I'm pretty much done. How many of us <laughs> do that at work, you know? But yes. it's like, if you know there's a finish line yep. and you know there's a stopping point, 
that hope and that anticipation for it's going to end allows you to go through instead of being like, throw your hands up and be like, man, I just, I need a break. This is too much. I quit. I quit. And you, yeah, shout out. You know, there's one thing our, our events have evolved over time. And as they've gotten larger, more markets, we realized that we lacked a certain level of detail in planning <laughs> these events. So uh, our team, team leader and, 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 Amanda Trammell just I can, crushed it I can it picture her reaction I mean, as she's listening the, to this. <laughs> the problems she got ahead of and the problems that she solved made the event go so much more smooth. And so um, it's cool. It's really been a part of a, you know, we started these events. Of course, it's just us. But then now it's been a collaboration of key leaders within our company that yeah. handle a lot, sometimes more of the event than we do at all. And that's fun because they – she did a much better job than we would have. Yeah. And, and she got great fulfillment out of it. Yeah. Everyone benefited because of her involvement. So I think sometimes, too, if you're a business owner, you're a leader, you think like, well, man, I just don't have time to do this. I can't create the time. You can look around and there might be a resource or somebody that goes, hey, I, I would love to do that. You know, I would actually, that would fire me up and juice me to, to figure out how we can promote and get this event on the calendar. So. I think about third party too, right? It's like you're, you're, you, you run with the people in your office. You think about the people that don't get to see people in other offices yes. and other markets. Yes. Breakthroughs happen at these events, right? These live events, as we've been taught over the years to, to call them and refer to them. It's like, you know, you want to know what you're a part of. Make it to the be at the next live event. We have two annual events. We have a summer bash and we have our annual summit, right. um, and they come halfway through. You know, six months apart. Aside from little culture events that we do here and there, but it's like those are the two main events. So it's like to the new person, it's like, what's the most important thing? The most important thing is to get them to the next live event. There right? you go. And if you get them to the next live event, you don't have to tell them what they're a part of. They'll understand it, right? And 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 I think sorry, I think too about when, why do we invite. Why do we invite spouses? Why do we invite families? Yep. Right? It's like, well, you have your work life. I have my work life and I'm fired up about my work life. And then I go home and it's like, okay, well, that excitement's over because my spouse has no clue what I'm a part of. Mm -hmm. They have no clue what they're supporting or even if they could support it or would support it. But by getting them to the live events, by getting them and including them, it's like then they get an indication. We used to talk about it all the time with our wives. And I think the other side of this that's really cool is, Everything that we now do today, was we started it for us. Yep. We started it. We, why, why culture? Because we need culture. Yeah, so that goes to, to back to the thing. It's like, well, I don't have a team, or it's only four of us, and it's only – but it's like, okay, but do you want to do what duplicates? Do you want to do – or do you want to do what works, right? right? Like, there's a philosophy. Like, what, what, what would you do if you had 10 people? What would you do if you did 15 right. people? Like, then, then you'd think about it. Why? <laughs> Are you just going to start it then? Yeah. Like, wouldn't the proper thing be to, to – you know, not wait to work out until you're unhealthy. Like that doesn't make sense. Right. Right. Um, but there's really no need to work out because you're healthy. Right. Like, w w like there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a truth to that. Right. Like, and I, the, the culture stuff is great because it's like, Oh, well, when you have a, you have a nice team, you're so nice to them. It's like, no, 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 no. We, we, we need this for us. Yeah. yeah. Like this that is for us, point, right? just for us just as much. Cause yeah. we understand human behavior and have self-awareness of the fact that like, if you're going to push hard, like you can't just push hard. And that goes back to the, we didn't always have the summer bash. We had the summit and then we did some events, but we noticed that Christmas it was party. too long. Yes. Yep. There was too long of a cycle to yep. get to the next year and you lose people. Like they have to wait too long to get the belief of what they are a part of. To your point, Rod, it's like this this year we had uh, 
shout out to John Williams in Dade City, who's a uh, new agency owner in the independent operator model that we have that's coming on board. And he came with his wife and he brought his uh, fifth wheel and they camped out and it was amazing. But he had all these conversations with everybody that are ex- existing team members and their belief expanded like, wow, OK, wow, we're, we're going to new markets. We're going to new territories. Wow, we've got more agents like, wow, this is amazing. I'm part of something bigger than what I thought. Right. To your point, I'm in Melbourne or I'm in Mount Dora or wherever I am. I don't get to see the macro, yep. right? Unless you, you got an email update on a, two Mondays ago. Yeah, you like, barely read. Yep. Barely read. Like, that doesn't work. But when you start to get around that magic and see what it is, number one, you're part of something bigger yourself. You feel the connections from a social standpoint that everybody is. And you go, you know what? I'm feeling it. I'm feeling tough. You know, everybody else is feeling some tough situations too. Right. But we're in this together. And then number t- and then the last one, I think it's like, man, my belief gets increased to say, man, all these people believe, man, this is cool. Okay, you know, I, I believe, I believe too. Yeah, and, and and how about just as humans, we want, we want, and we value that connection, right? Like I value that conversation at the bar with the person I don't talk to a lot. That I'm, I'm understanding the problems that they're going through and how they're solving them, and, and you're reflecting and you're getting perspective. But another thing we do is is, is promote it, right? To to get that lead time, yeah. that anticipation factor get that value out of something that's on the books. Another thing is, is we, we had a call and how to attend this I love, summer I love, event, I was going right? to say the call. That's because so awesome. people say, okay, great. Well, we're all getting together. We're going to drink some beers and, um, you know, this, whatever, we're going to have fun. No, we're going to talk about the direction of like, hey, why are we here? Yeah. What, are, what are things to think about, guys? This, you know, look, let's control the conversations as much as we can. Let's, have, let's lift people up. Let's not tear them down. Let's be a weary of some, some speed bumps. Let's, let's, Safety is a priority. Make sure you're taking Ubers, right? Getting ahead of that as a leadership team and, and running in cadence and step of saying, hey, there's a purpose to this. And we're not afraid to say that there's a purpose to this. That's right. This isn't just a thank you where we're going out and you can blow it out and you can do whatever you want and make a fool of yourself. No, like we're, we're, there's, a, there's a reason to this. We're, you're representing yourself yourself, your family second, and then the company third. Let's be proud of that, like, and getting ahead of that stuff. Well, I think that's the reason you're seeing uh, leaders step up and wanting to put these events on, right? They are stepping up. They're, they're the ones setting up the rooms. They're the ones ordering the food. They're the ones getting there early. They're, they're making the, 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 the plans, right? It. And the reason that they're doing that, number one, you know, you find the right people. Um, that's, that's huge. But, but secondly, I'd say that, you know, I'd say it's not even just about finding the right people. I'd say it's 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 eighty to ninety percent more on them understanding the purpose of why you're doing something and being bought in. You know, like they understand that that being there early and staying there late. They understand that participating. They understand these events are part of a development system for the teams, and they understand what it means to do that. So the now, event after the event. So now the event after the event. Like and so the, that only comes from you being open as to why you're doing this because. It's a system. It's a process. We do it every single year. It's a cadence. It's every single time. The faces change. Different people are putting it on. Uh, the, the, the group gets bigger. But the purpose of it gets explained every single time. That doesn't dilute the event. Yeah. It's like, well, that's kind of weird. You're telling everybody why you're doing no, it. Like, that's the point. Yeah. Because we want them to be able to go do it after we're gone. Yeah. We, we want them to be able to do this and know the deal. And you might say, well, yeah, but what about the new person? Good. The new person should know why we do this stuff. That's, that's right. important, too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I don't know about you guys, this never changes, but maybe never more relevant than it's just last event because it's just more people, new people everywhere. It's just, but you leave those events, I know for us, and I get chills, it's like, wow, there's so many good humans in yeah. this company and, and so many supportive spouses and kids. But then I, I also reset, and to your point, that just made me think about, it. like, that's not by accident. It's because those type of people value that environment. Mm. 
they, those, those people within that environment are attracting people that like that kind of environment, mm-hmm. whether that means uplifting, very helpful. It, it goes down to like when you have to break down the beach and everyone's grabbing a cooler mm-hmm. or grabbing trash or, or carrying tents over their shoulder. And it's just like this rally to the ball mentality. It's like we are very fortunate as a company to have some incredible people within the company. But I truly believe that those people are there because they see other people like them are there. So protecting that and letting the culture continue to police and attract and filter out the people that don't value the same things. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you, you know, how how do you think recruit, how do you think that impacts recruiting? Well, I can tell you there's one guy uh, off, off top of my head on the fence of whether he wanted to come to the industry and promoted to an event, came to an event. There's 30 of us. We have a blast, has conversations, ends up making the leap into the business, has had tremendous success. But it was being a part of that group and, and rallying to that event was literally, he would tell you the reason that he actually did what he thought he should do, but it was that extra nudge that goes, oh, okay, my guard's down, I trust, I can make the decision. So recruiting-wise, all those people on the event when you're – talking about getting into the insurance business or why you should and you're selling on all these different things you're selling on. Like, what if the thing that they were looking for was that? And so that's so good. I want to ask another question. So that that is, number one, that's textbook. And I've seen that multiple, multiple times just uh, with that. But so, Rod, share on live events, using third party, why we use events, promoting into that event, letting the event do the work. Share a little bit what Taylor just said in regards to, the, to how that works. Well, I think with recruiting, I think innately you're, you're, you're trying to tell somebody why you'd be a good fit for them or why, why the company, why the vehicle is a good vehicle, right? But it's like when you start realizing that you have leverage and you have third party, it's like, I'm going to tell you what we're all about, but I'd rather you hear it from the people that are actually living it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think directly, if you're asking me directly based on recruiting, to me, it's being able to say, yes, here, here's, here's who we are. Here's the vehicle. Here's what comes first. Here's what's important to us. Here's the philosophies that drive us. And, and I think you already kind of draw them in with that. They're like, man, this is different. You talk about recruiting in the insurance industry. I don't think people recruit, okay? I think people hire. Oh, my God, we got an opening. We got a CSR. And it's like, who's got the best experience? And, and you know, to me, it's like that doesn't fire me up, right? But it's like when you get to somebody and you understand – Number one, how you're different, and you can explain how you're different, and then you can point them to a group of people. You can point them to a person. You can point them to someone that's lived it the way that we intend it to be lived for ourselves first. And I think that I think I then I think you get to stay out of the hiring mode and you stay in recruiting mode. And then I think you have people that don't have to be convinced. They're attracted, right? They're drawn in because it's like, man, insurance is my craft, but is it really? Right. It, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to become a better human. Everybody would say that. Well, here's a vehicle where we believe this governs us more than, you know, the how to's of insurance. Right. So it's like I think about those. I think about those in that order. You know, imagine just being a company that attracted people based on how you put based on what order you put things in. Mm-hmm. So I think about like third party validation, right? Like using events and tools. And this is, you know, kind of this, this cool of camp that we grew up on is, 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 is using tools to third party validate, right? You could tell yeah, somebody. I didn't, I didn't get that long. answer. I'm sorry. Well, no, it's perfect yeah. context. It's perfect context. Cause that, and that's essentially what you're saying. It's yep. like, look, we can tell you all day long, but you have a bias. They know you have a bias because you have an agenda, right? Yep. And you don't have to pretend like you don't have an agenda. Like right. it's very obvious. There's nothing wrong with that. However, using a tool and using third party 
allows you to validate that uh, messaging, right? Because it's it's the same reason you get references and you call references. Those are third-party validations, right? Events. Look, here's the tools we use. We use uh, different people. We'll bring in another person, and that'll be third-party validation, whether it's a, a referral partner, a client, a recruit. You can use it for anything. Anyway, anything you're trying to transfer belief to another person, you can use third-party to validate what you're saying. You can use a tool. Maybe it's an article. Maybe it's something. Maybe it's a podcast that you can send them. That's a third-party tool that will validate what you're saying. But there is nothing that is more profound and impactful from a third-party validation than a live event because you're watching multiple people interact because you're watching this, this magic. You cannot fake that, and the person that's there knows there is no choreograph right. that could yeah. possibly right. be taken place that would fake this authentic, authenticness. That's probably not a word. but Authenticity. The authenticity. There you go authenticity that is being shown at one of those events. So, it, you know, on the, on the scale of effectiveness using third-party tools, the live event is at the epicenter of that. That is why we do the summit every year. We get away every year. We do a two, three-day blowout leadership summit that is personal development-driven and 10% insurance, right? The reason we do that is because it is the mountaintop of third-party validation. Yep. That is what validates your mission. That is what validates your why. That is what validates connection. That is what validates why you're here. That is what validates it's worth it. That is what validates what you do every single day that sometimes you don't like to do. You talk about validating a why. It's like it's also a place where you can birth a why, right? It's also a place that you can create a why. I, mean, I don't I don't know why I want to do this, so right? True. I don't know why I'm doing this to this level. I don't know if I'm on the same page as all those people that are kind of kooky. They're different, man. I've never seen anything like this. They're hugging. Why are they hugging? Why do they enjoy being around each other? Why are they encouraging? Like, don't they realize they have a lot of work to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but maybe maybe there is the birth of your why, which might I get goosebumps with that. It's, it's like so true, right? I mean, so I love that, man. Go, you, go to where they people, are. Most people that come to those live events don't have a why. Right? They don't, and and that's normal. Okay, that's totally. Totally, totally normal. I mean, if we had Matt Eckberg right here, he'd tell you he didn't have a Y for eight years. Yeah. I know he's got a big one now. Got a big one now. But you know, it took him eight years. But you know what? Back to your point, he stayed around the right people. He kept showing up to live events. And you know what leadership did? It kept him in the game. We kept promoting the events. We kept promoting the events. And now he's an unstoppable force, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. If you have, that's the reason I brought up the recruiting. And, you know, like, I think we do one thing very, very well that, in my opinion, there's a lot of stuff we're. We, we definitely need to clean up. Uh, we spend nine years, spend a lot of time cleaning up shit. But I think what we do really well is we we recruit and develop and retain talent. And one of the reasons I think we do that well is because of live events and because of the cadence, the law of rhythm, and knowing how far you can push somebody. Um, so I appreciate you guys sharing that. I'll, I'll do this. I want to leave you with one last thing. If, if you had somebody that, you know, was leading a team, it could be a small team, it could be a bigger team, and they think, man, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. We're, we're behind on the work. You know, we're feeling pressure. I want to maybe, I get what you're saying about, you know, getting the team a break. I understand that. What, but, but I'm not sure if I can execute on that. What would be something small that somebody could start with uh, that somebody could put in place that could, could potentially line up with some of these things that have been so impactful. I'll go. Go ahead. Hang out with your key people. Yep. I was, I was, I was about to say, go grab coffee with a key person, mm. you know, go connect with them uh, outside of the office 30 minutes before and just ask them what's yeah. going on in their life. Right. Like that's it. It's awesome. That's it. Great answer. 
Look at you. Look at you nice. both lined up. I love it. That's awesome. I didn't even get any, I didn't give you second feedback on that. That's good. <laughs> That's free, by the way. Coffee's not free, but it's close to inflation. Yeah. Just don't buy eggs. There you go. You know, well, man, and don't go to Starbucks. Yeah, I'll leave it with this. We used to do um, a m- once a month dinner, right? And, and it turned out to be a lot. But in the beginning phases, it was really important because we were still learning our identity. So it was probably one of the key structural foundations to, to, to building culture. But the point was they were spaghetti dinners and tacos and we just hung out at somebody's house, but it was the intention to make it a priority that shaped the magic. So, um, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be this big event. It's just a matter of taking the time to connect with another human being and making sure it's a priority. And the last thing is do it before it makes sense. I mean, there's one time that it was the three of us and Rod and, Rod and I missed the call. Brett actually ran a personal development call for 30 minutes by himself. By himself. He was the only one speaking, the only one listening. And that's how crazy we've gotten with this level of belief. And when you talk about, like, I'll do it one day, like right now I have two team members and I'll do it when I have 10, you're not going to do it. At 10 team members when you have two you're going to look at it as a line item you're going to look at it as a cost you, yeah. you haven't factored in your business model that it should go at the top so of the priority funny. list yeah. and the number is just going to get bigger yeah. you know I, I candidly i look at like what we spend on summers and summer bash and like sometimes you're like, oh wow really okay yeah. but then it's grown over time it's, yeah. it hasn't gone up from zero to whatever it is now right it's just incremental costs it's part of what we do don't think a thing of it and now i'm proud of it yeah, it's, it's so funny too. You know, back to that or to that point, it's like my 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 short stint in corporate America. Everybody thinks culture is cool, and they think they all have it until they see how much it costs. Yep. Right? We don't look at cost; we look at return, and we look at what everybody else can get out of it. So I just think the yep. polar opposite in in in, in perspective. Yep. yep. There's a lot of other things to cut besides having people have connections with each other at work. So, absolutely, man. Well, thanks, boys. I appreciate it. That's awesome. Especially on this ter- best topic. This topic is fun. I could talk to you guys all day long. It's a good long. one. So you guys have a great rest of the week. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Have a fantastic week. Be extraordinary. Be extraordinary.